Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. This week we're talking about Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. I'm Candace, And with me are my co-hosts, Bree. Hi. And Arzu. Hi. And our special guest, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Thank you guys. Thank you all so much for having me. Yes, and Nicole chose this movie, and I'm curious, Nicole, why Lady and the Tramp 2? So part of why I chose this was actually because I'd been meaning to rewatch the original Lady and the Tramp, and I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to rewatch that, then I should also rewatch the sequel, because I remembered really liking it as a kid. I had, like, a stuffed scamp, um, which... I was like, okay, I, I I know that a lot of the sequels that I did like as a kid, like Lion King 2, still kind of hold up, you know, pretty well. So I was curious if this one would too. So I thought it was worth a revisit. So I'm really excited to get to talk to you guys about it. Okay, and Brie, can you give us a quick summary of what happens in this movie? So Lady and Tramp have four kids three daughters, Annette, Danielle, and Colette. And for some reason, they decided to name their their boy Scamp. And I feel like that set him up for a lot of misadventures. <laughs> they really said, hey, we're going to name our daughters Prim and Proper. And you, Scamp, are a scallywag. And basically, he just doesn't know how to behave in the house. And everyone is distraught. And Jim Darling uh, chains him outside and then he like sees these like strays called the junkyard dogs and basically has his misadventures. Was anyone reminded of Little Mermaid 2 so much by this movie? Yes. Because the plot is the same. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He belongs in the wild. Yeah. It's pretty much wanting what their parent didn't have and also like literally stealing from their family. To <laughs> and their parent not telling them about their earlier life and making them think that the way they live now is the way they've always lived. Yeah, exactly. And, and Jody Benson is in both. The voice of Ariel is the <laughs> voice of Lady in this movie. And let's talk about this cast. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, what? Scott Wolf plays Scamp. Appropriate. Yeah, very 90s. Yeah. 90s mm-hmm. Scott Wolf. Alyssa Milano plays Angel. Again, very 90s. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Susan Egan does her singing voice. Oh. Yeah, and the voice of Scam's singing voice is the guy who did the Hercules singing. So we got Meg and Hercules finally getting a duet together. <laughs> but okay, you guys ready for some hot goss? Yes, always. Scott Wolf and Alyssa Milano got engaged in 1993 but broke it up in 1994. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting. I'm guessing... They weren't in the sound booth together, but... Normally, you're not, so I guess that's helpful. So, and like... That just blew my mind. Oh, good, good, (laughs) good. I got my hot gas in for today. (laughs) Jeff Bennett, who is a renowned voice actor, plays Tramp, but he also plays Trusty and Jack. And he also plays the dog catcher, and he was very Don Knotts. From the Andy Griffin show? Absolutely. I was like, why is Don Knotts in this, but not in this? Like, what is, what was that choice? (laughs) 
I felt like it was like when they have Hook and Mr. Darling played by the same actor <laughs> in the Peter Pan play. It was very much that with Tramp and the dog catcher being the same actor. Absolutely. But there's a reason for it in the Peter Pan play. This there one, they just didn't want to pay anybody extra. No, Arzu, there's full, this is full of nuance. <laughs> this is full of nuance? <laughs> oh, dear. I, oh, dear. I oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. If oh, dear. the screenwriter who wrote this was like, this is nuance. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all our own dog catcher? We're our own saboteurs <laughs> getting in the way of our own futures. Ours, you cracked what? it. That's what it is. Actually, yes. I, I feel like Scamp, he he took a look around him, right? He was like, everything is the same. Nothing is colorful. And, you know, really was like, these strays have something that I don't have. And it was a chance to be himself express himself so he was a rebel with a cause the animation in this is actually like decent i was shocked because i did not remember (laughs) it looking this nice especially too i think it's really interesting to watch after watching lady and the tramp because that's such older animation to the point that like things in the backgrounds of scenes do not move um and then to watch this i was like oh oh that's actually pretty decent (laughs) It's not like, God, what was the one with the shoestring budget that we watched? Aladdin. There were a lot of them that were just so poorly animated, but this definitely wasn't one of them. No, Aladdin 2 will forever haunt me, though, as being the worst. (laughs) Yeah, we'll never forget that. (laughs) I wish I could. (laughs) (laughs) But why did they name him Scamp? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, truly. Like, you name the kid Scamp. He has to have this journey. <laughs> this is J- Jim Deere and Darling's fault, not Lady and the Tramps. My bigger question is how Jim Deere and Darling knew that Tramp was called Tramp, honestly. It must be oh. the name, like Arzu was saying, like the humans gave them. But how like, Lady they know? and the Tramp aren't given the names. Well, they, they name her Lady, but she... Does she actually call him Tramp before he moves in? Yeah, because there's that whole song. He's a, He's tramp. a tramp. He's a tramp. Right. <laughs> yeah. But does she call him that or are they using it as an adjective? And then it becomes like Jim Deere and Darling are just picking up on his vibes when he moves <laughs> in. They're like, they st- he strikes me as a tramp. <laughs> like he is a tramp. Our, well, he's like, you know, our our lovely prim and proper daughter got uh winks by this baby daddy he's a tramp oh my god i also while we're questioning things in this i love the idea that they've got these four puppies and three of them look exactly like lady and then there's scamp who looks just like like i have questions about how they think different dogs breeds having puppies together works oh it's cartoon baby logic it's yeah. cartoon baby logic. It's like also like boys always look like dad and the girls always look like mom. Yeah, girls are this, boys are this. And also it's just like what it looked like at the end of the first one, right? Which I guess they didn't want to like animate new stuff. Yeah. 
True. They didn't have the money back then. They're like, it's fine. It would have been nice if, like, Scamp, like, looked like his father, but had, like, the color of his mother. Exactly. Yeah. You know, little mutts mixing up, being adorable. Speaking of mutts, what did you guys think of the character Angel? Again, played by Alyssa Milano, who is, like, the love interest to Scamp? How did Jim, Deere, and Darling know that her name was Angel? Exactly. I also, is Scamp old enough to have a love interest? Like, she is so much older than him. She is so much older than him. No, okay, let's, okay, so this takes place seven months after the original film, which is a continuous, which is an error, because Scamp and his sister should be adults at six months, but they remain puppies. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the thing. Is Angel, like, supposed to be fully grown? Yeah, because she's had, yeah. like, five homes. Okay, yeah, because I was like, well, if she's supposed to be a puppy, then it's really cre- creepy how Buster, the main junkyard dog, is, like, creeping on her. Yeah, no, I think she's supposed to be fully grown, but then Scamp's a puppy, so. Someone here is being creepy, is the moral of the story. Yeah, someone <laughs> is. We just don't know who. At this point, it's the animators for not making a, a, a defined choice <laughs> on how old anyone is what did you guys think of the music i was surprised how much of it i remembered the (laughs) fact that this is like a musical when the original lady and the tramp really isn't is so interesting to me yeah it's just the bella note song exactly right and then they were like with this one we're gonna add music uh and have the dog singing and and the he's a tramp song as well. I mean, I guess oh, there yeah. are a handful of songs. There's also like the Siamese cat song, but this one feels a lot more like a purposeful musical in which we will like use the music to try to, you know, build character and move plot along and not just as a fun distraction. Well, that's because uh, in the original movie, like the main characters are never singing. It's always like exactly. a side character or mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a side character sort of adding ambiance. But it's never like, these are my feelings and I'm going to sing them to you. But that's all this movie does. (laughs) I guess if you got Jodie Benson playing Lady, you got to get her to sing. Thank you for very much, though. No, they didn't. Uh, I mean, it wasn't about them, though. Yeah, they were very much on the side. But I think the songs, you know, the songs aren't bad. Like, they're obviously not up to the level of, like, a Disney non-sequel animated film. Yeah, But there also wasn't anything that I was like, oh, God, get it off. It just was things where I was like, well, this isn't The Lion King 2, but this isn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't Little Mermaid 3. <laughs> no. Oh, no. We do not talk about that. No. <laughs> we do not talk about the prequel. Shake, 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 Sonora. Shake your body. Listen, I love that song. I love Harry Belafonte, but... But it does not but belong in the Little, Little Mermaid prequel. No, 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 no. I don't think that either. No. You know, I have to admit something, Arzu. Uh-oh. I didn't find one of these songs to be necessarily a bop. So I will give it to you that why can't I remember the song's name right now is a because bop. Because they're very unrememberable. Titanic Tip and Daring Dash is an absolute bop. Compared to this, yes. That's what I was trying to say. If I oh, couldn't okay. remember I like, the song name. What are you doing with this? Like, why are you apologizing to the Arzu now? Because I watched this and I was like, I bet one of these songs is going to be a bop. And then I was going to rub it in Arzu's face. And I can't. I can't rub it in Arzu's face because um, it didn't happen. 
Well, thanks. Now I have that song in my head. <laughs> You're quite okay, well so accomplished. So Tramp is kind of like a legend to the junkyard dogs. They don't know quite what happened to him. And I was highly disturbed by one of the stories they were telling. One of the dogs <laughs> said that Tramp rather like go on, go out on top, a.k.a. suicide, than being captured. Like he was being chased by all of these dog catchers and he has a choice to jump up a waterfall and he decides to kill himself instead. That's what it was saying. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's got anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't argue with that. No, you can't. What they do with Tramp in this is so funny. And that, like, we get all these, like, weird legends about him, some of which are uh, questionable. But then we also have this, like, full narrative of him becoming this, like, conservative, well-trained house dog who's, like... And we get this full-on, like, father-child, I'm-just-trying-to-protect-him story, which mm-hmm. is so Disney. Yeah. It's I was like, is this Moana? Like, what's happening? But I was like, okay, sure. I totally believe that Tramp is, like, has his head so turned by this pretty dog that he's like, well, I'm a well-trained house dog now. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of Harry from The Cursed Child. Yes! 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 <laughs> Oh, my God. I hate that book, by the way, or that play, whatever. I read it. I don't like it. Um, But they kind of did Tramp Dirty, like Harry. They, like, completely 180'd him to the point where he doesn't seem like himself anymore. But that's part of it, both in this and in Cursed Child, where it's like, you know, you had a youth that was like like that and then the second you become a parent you're like well i don't want my child to have the same youth i had and you just 180 so hard in the other direction that you become everything your child doesn't need and you become everything you didn't need at that age in, in think, this desire to overcorrect i think why it really doesn't work here too is that because it's so focused on scamp we don't really get to see enough of it like play out with tramp to like fully explore it. Not that I'm saying that like Cursed Child did it great, but we at least got like a little bit more of sort of that moral conundrum from Harry. Because it's about him too. Exactly. Whereas this is very much not about Lady and Tramp. So I feel like we kind of miss out on that. I also think it's very funny that like in the first Lady and the Tramp, Lady's entire personality basically is just that she's naive. Like that's that's her only personality trait. Yeah. And in this one, suddenly she's this like very like wise mother figure. And I'm like, wow, motherhood did all that. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I know it's like Scamp needed to have like his own journey. It would have been interesting if they did like Scamp and Tramp like father bonding journey. They tried. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't do it well, but they tried. I know, but it could have been like um they could have like dropped the love know. story plot to focus on that yeah. a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, why I did think... we need a love story? We, we didn't. didn't. Dogs. We didn't. We have <laughs> a whole <laughs> other love story in this movie, and that is that Buster is Tramp's bitter ex. <laughs> oh, I was totally thinking that too. Buster okay. is so like, salty. I'm not I'm not here to constantly be like, well, if you're upset at someone, it must be because they're your ex or you were in love with them or whatever. But like him getting that outraged that Tramp left him for somebody else and be like, our problems were each other's problems. And then he left me for some 
like hybrid whatever i'm like oh that's your ex-boyfriend yeah (laughs) and that was fine you know what i mean but that's the love story that we needed i don't think we needed angel poor angel no we really didn't we didn't or at least we didn't need angel as like a love interest because i do think that angel is an interesting character in that like she's the one to tell scamp like uh no you idiot having a family is great she doesn't like, to check his privilege exactly yeah. and i think that's interesting <laughs> but that didn't need to come in the form of this like weird questionably aged love interest it's hard with dogs you never know what age they are um it also means my, my dog likes likes the year old dogs and i'm like you are a decade old man i'm also now questioning though does that mean that like there was a love triangle between tramp and lady and buster and now there's one between scamp and angel and buster oh my god so much like his father oh no oh no i want to unthink that thought (laughs) we can't now it's in there sorry i gave it to you all now so <laughs> thank you for that gift. Yeah, of course. Anytime. <laughs> so or disaster by Buster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to get into that. Okay. So there's a whole thing and Scamp eventually gets caught by the dog catcher. He doesn't have his tag on and the dog catcher puts him in a cage with this gigantic murderous dog. Like, is a dog catcher like trying to like murder Scamp? It would seem yeah, so. I mean, I don't think he cares. Yeah. But Tramp comes and saves his son, and Scamp realizes his dad loves him. Or whatever. I don't know what the lesson is. <laughs> well, he learns that his, right? his dad's kind of a badass. <laughs> <laughs> With fireworks in the background because it's July 4th. Yeah. Okay, the way, like, I don't know why this shot made me laugh so hard, but when, like, Tramp saves Scamp, and then it kind of pans up from the ground to look at Tramp, and all the fireworks are going off behind him, it was just so over the top, I lost it. Same. (laughs) Same. Like, who is this shot for, this, like, heroic pose? Like, I don't understand. I do have a question, because I've never really understood the dog catcher being really mean trope. They, they always kind of make them really mean. I guess it's because maybe it's from the dog's point of view. Mm. Or it's a thankless job. I don't know. You well, got the it, thing like- is, like, Lady and the Tramp, the first one, is so firmly from a dog's point of view, whereas this one seems a little more removed. Yeah. That from a dog's point of view, you know, like, the dog catcher is the bad guy and the alligator at the zoo in a cage is terrifying and all of those things. So I think building off of that, they kind of still made the dog catcher like the biggest threat available. But with that sort of removed perspective that it's not just dogs anymore, it comes off a little silly. Yeah. Right. Like I, I understand the first one for sure. Um, Yeah. This one was a little much. It's also funny because he's supposed to be this like scary thing, but then he also is so clearly modeled after like Don Knotts. Yeah. The least, it's like the least threatening man I can think of. <laughs> it's so weird. Okay. Uh, at the end, the darling Jim, they adopt Angel 
And I'm like, seven dogs? This poor family. I literally have in my notes this poor family with seven dogs. (laughs) Like, how'd they go from one to seven so fast? And then, like, it's back in the day. So, like, if Angel and Scamp are, like, in love, there's going to be puppies from that. Oh, Lord. That's what I like about the remake of Lady and the Tramp. It doesn't end with them having puppies because, you know, too many puppies out in the world. They also don't sell them, which is interesting. Yeah, because they're family. I was telling Candace before we recorded that right when this movie came out, actually, my cousin had somewhere between 12 to 14 dogs. So this didn't even strike me as strange. Are you guys ready to get into the Rotten Tomato scores? Absolutely. Always. Okay. What do you guys think the critic score is for this movie? 60%. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess 45 and then right? I'll go in the middle with 55%. Okay. Nicole was right. It's 45%. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. And one of the – some of the interesting reviews I found was a screamingly unnecessary sequel, but the best animated of the Disney DTV sequels to that point by an extraordinary margin, which they're right. The animation is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a fair assessment, honestly. Yeah. And then one says, this is a positive one, not as bad as other direct-to-home sequels. <laughs> I, I love when a positive to... review is just saying, not as bad. Yeah, not as bad. <laughs> I have this to agree with them, though. It wasn't the worst. Yep. So what do you guys think the audience score is? It's higher than the critic score of 45%. I'll give you that. But I'm, I'm going to stick with my 55% for this one. I'm going to stick with my 60%. I'll say 65. Okay. It was only 50%. Oh. Okay. Well. <laughs> That's the closest on that okay. one. Not as forgiving as we thought. No. Right? But okay. <laughs> I went to Amazon because I love Amazon reviews. And oh my God. Okay. I am going to – I'm picking pieces of this review, this one-star review. Are you guys ready? Because <laughs> it's intense. Probably not. <laughs> okay. When a mean-spirited ending ruined the film and its message, zero stars, even though they gave it one stars because you have to give it some stars. Okay. Right. Warning. This movie destroys its own value system. Do not purchase this film. That's all in caps. That's my all in caps voice. Oh, my okay. God. <gasps> Scamp bids for farewell to the junkyard dogs. He must humiliate the leader, Buster. Laugh at him as he gets pinned under fallen mound of junk. And then leave him trapped there alone to learn his lesson. I sat there, dumbstruck, as I watched it unfold on screen. What a stupefyingly mean-spirited thing for the hero to do. There is no mercy, no last act of kindness or even pity for the wrong-headed buster, who is now utterly alone as the other junkyards also abandoned him. Such a fate is more than enough punishment for buster. But instead, our so-called heroes get a rub it in his nose. Wow, what a class act. Disney should truly be ashamed. I can only assume that our cynical postmodern society has affected those responsible for this film. I have so many questions. <laughs> I know. My oh, first they thing, all- have they seen any other Disney film? This was paragraph long. This is me just paraphrasing and taking the main points of it out. There they were more- so mad. They maybe, were like, I'm glad I rented this and I don't own this. It, here's the thing. Maybe they really felt for Buster. You know, maybe they were like, I feel like the one that's always getting left behind. So maybe it's just more of a personal thing of 
people keep rubbing their success in my face, and I don't like it. (laughs) They say they're a father, and they were very upset that their children saw this. Well, then... I really hope that their kids never watch, like... Anything else? I don't know. Beauty and the Beast, like... Yeah, Gaston uh, gets killed. (laughs) Right. Like, The Lion King, like... Not I guess because, like, Buster wasn't trying to murder people, at least... Well, he also wasn't trying to, like, not let Scamp get murdered. That's true. <laughs> yeah. He did send him to the to the dog pound, so I'm pretty sure he was trying to get Scamp murdered. Yeah. Well, because he wanted Angel. Which and is that's a whole crazy. other issue. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, not to, like, do what Candace expects me to do and make this about Kylo Ren, but... Oh, my God. No, I can do it, I swear. So, the thing with villains quote-unquote, like that, is they're given the space in the movie to have nuance so that we can feel for them, so that we don't want them to die under a pile of trash or, like, I don't know, disappear into nothingness. But Buster is not given that nuance. He pretty straight up sexually harasses one of the ladies in his crew and tries to murder a child several times and is never given any reason to be this way except that he's bitter that his ex-boyfriend left him for, like, somebody fancy. So... It's different, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Oh my God, like, I, so. oh my I did it. I feel like it. <laughs> we aren't given any reason to like Buster at any moment. He is sort of like the Gaston equivalent, except that he's not even like funny. Yeah, no. Are, I'm trying to think of it now and maybe somebody else can supply me with it. But I'm trying to think of like a Disney villain where we are given a reason to care. Oh, like Hans. We're given a reason mm-hmm. to care about Hans because – you know, if you want to read into it, whatever. But we, like Nicole says, are never given a reason to care about Buster. Right. It's not even like a – I'm trying to think of other – like Scar, I think, is a good example of someone that, like, as bad as he is, there's also the weirdness around, like, well, but he is, like, this – you know, he's sort of a low-key character in a way of the, like, lesser brother who's always been forgotten about, who got his place usurped or whatever. Whose uh, name is yeah. literally Scar. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Whereas, that, like, that I can see, like – and he's – and he also, you know, is just – fun to watch buster neither has any good motivations nor is he fun to watch so i don't know why anyone would want to stick up for him so yeah it would have been better if he was like also like angel and like actually wanted you know a home Mm -hmm. or if they just gone full in on the boyfriends thing they should (laughs) have well it's interesting so the description of buster is that he is the smug, sadistic, and villainous leader of the Junkyard Dogs. Is that on Wikipedia? Yeah. Okay, that's people editing it. That's not Disney. True, but it's still funny to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it, the way they describe him, too, I mean, that's how people view him. He's he's not a good he's not a good boy. Unlike Candace's dog, Bucky, who is a very good boy. The best he's boy. The best boy. Yes, we are pro-Bucky on this podcast. Oh, 100%. As everyone should be. Bucky J. Barks, the winter borker. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I was like really ashamed of Scamp watching him like be right next to his son and not be able to sense him out when like my dog can find his toy when it's under the couch. Yeah. And like find things like I once put like a bag over one of his toys. He didn't see it, but he knew it was there. So yeah, Tramp is just, Tramp is bad at his job. Tramp is off his game. Yeah. He's been inside too long. Well, maybe so is, so is my Bucky. <laughs> well, maybe Scamps, you know, uh, sent 
change. He didn't want to find his son. That's what I'm saying. He didn't want to find his wow. son. He's like, glad he's gone. Wow. That's some big <laughs> Harry Potter and the Cursed Child energy. Yeah, that, that is. is. Yeah, that is. I, mean, I love that again, we're managing to connect this to Cursed Child. <laughs> and somehow her, ours though. is like Kylo Ren exactly too. what it feels like. It... <laughs> Uh, it's it's so like it feels like in and also i mean but again they set scamp up for failure when they named him scamp i'm gonna take that to my i mean my grave Harry also set his son up for yeah. failure when he named him god what an awful name is there anything else y'all would like to add to this <laughs> <laughs> like just to say about this movie um i hope the other junkyard dogs found homes after they expressed interest in it same i would love to see like the ending with all of them like at their new homes oh yeah and them visiting at the dog park together oh that would have been so cute that would have been like a little junkyard reunion i felt really bad for the the, the couple's son who was just missing their dog Oh, I loved I him. I loved so him cute. so much. I love babies and dogs relationships. I love looking Same. at those like Instagram, they Instagram like and <laughs> YouTube videos of like dog and baby's best friends. It's adorable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm here for that content. Yeah. But I feel bad. I'm like, Scamp, that you're like human. He's really upset. He was crying and Scamp's like, eh, heartless well, pup. Scamp didn't care. He just, he cared about himself and what he oh, wow. wanted. Scamp and Tramp are just terrible dogs. <laughs> this is what Disney is peddling to the youth. Yeah. <laughs> Tramp Damn. was a little, I mean, I love Tramp in the original. Like, I had a stuffed animal of Tramp. He's got charm. And yeah. Scamp is just uh, a bit of a, you know, privileged. Anno- oh, oh, yeah. Little little pup who. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, he is. He would have been the kid that would have gone off to the frat house. Uh, and yep. Just like wasted. Yep. A paid opportunity. <laughs> he wants to explain to the kids who are busting their ass to be in college how hard he has it because his parents don't understand him. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Even though they're paying for school, <laughs> yep. That's scamp. Oh, now I don't even like him even more. I'm like <laughs> that kid. Okay, and one last review from Amazon, also a one star review. If you like moralistic diatribes with no real virtues, then this video is for you. People are harsh on this straight to home video sequel Disney movie. I just wonder, like, what has to be going on in your personal life for you to leave that review of this movie? (laughs) Or any review for this movie. Yeah. It really doesn't need reviews. It just needs to be... I didn't even log it on Letterboxd. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no one needs to know that I watched this. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. It's not not worse. Like, I'm going to say Jafar 2... Hunchback 2 and Bogonis 2 are like down down at the depths of I don't ever want to look at again. If I had to choose something for babysitting, it's not horrible. For me, the issue with it is it's not good. Like it's not, you know, the Lion King 2. I even really like move on to that sort of thing. But it's also not bad enough that it's 
like fun. funny. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It exists in that weird middle place where I'm like, yeah, I'm just kind of bored. <laughs> it's not the good place. It's not the bad place. It's just <laughs> a place. <laughs> I think that's the worst thing these movies can be is boring like if they're so bad it hurts it's kind of funny and if yeah. they're good then awesome they're good but boring is like the worst yeah yeah okay i think the overall opinion is it's meh yeah meh. okay nicole can you tell people how to find you online yes you the easiest way to find me is definitely on Twitter. I am at Nicole Ackman 16. And I've got a link tree there to all the places that I write, all my other social media and all of that. Okay, great. And you can find us at the geekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, geeky waffle everywhere else, including TikToks. Look at videos of my dog, please. <laughs> oh, Bucky, Candace's dog is more interesting than this movie. Of course oh, he by is. By a wide margin. Yeah. Of course he <laughs> I is. Just the TikToks of him. Yeah. Throw that the out there. The TikToks of him are more interesting than this movie. Go watch our Bucky and not this movie <laughs> yes well we hope you have a happily ever after until the sequel where again another kid of yours goes out and tries to live it up 